everyone, Dr. Gwen Shietta here, and welcome to this episode of Life on Your Terms. I'm so excited to share today's episode. I interviewed Sabine Franco. She's the CEO and principal attorney at Franco Law Firm. She actually stunned me in this interview because you would never guess that at some points in her life, she was actually feeling shy, a desire to retreat from the things that called to her, and really had a fear of success. But she learned from her missed opportunities and has stopped fighting against the things that are scary. Her message to others is to stop resisting what calls to you. Trust, surrender, and guess what? The thing that is the scariest is probably what you should do. So those are just some of the gems and the tip of the iceberg. We're going to dive in and have a chat with Sabine. So let's get started. Sabine, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Well, this is really exciting. And I just for the audience, I want people to know, you know, often I have just even a brief conversation before the actual interview with somebody. But today is is a little bit of a surprise for everyone, <laughs> right? Including you and me. Yeah. Um, because this is the first time we're actually seeing each other and talking. Absolutely. So we'll kind of see where this goes. And um, I'm so looking forward to just hearing a little bit. I know a little bit about you from the person that referred you, but we're just going to dive right in. And just for people to know, just share a little bit about what it is that, that you do. Um, what, is, what is the nature of your work? Okay. Thank you, Gwen. Uh, so what I do is I am a real estate attorney. So I practice, I'm a, I'm a lawyer, I'm an entrepreneur, um, I'm a woman-owned business. I practice primarily in the area of real estate law. So I help um, buyers, sellers, um, and businesses invest in real estate, hopefully to build generational wealth for themselves and generations to come. And um, so, I mean, I can go into a little bit about my background, how I got to this point or <laughs> yeah well first let me just say uh, that real estate is is definitely a hobby for me and uh we could have a whole conversation about that so maybe at some point we will because um it is it's one of those things that it does build generational wealth i'll just share with you that uh, you know my dad was a fireman um but we when you think of firemen you don't think of you know crazy high salaries and things like that but uh he and my mom used to buy houses and fix them up and sell them and so we growing up um, you know were able my sisters and I had horses and riding lessons and it was truly you know it's that uh, that millionaire next door philosophy of it's not always about your paycheck right but if you invest smartly so he he kind of got me that bug and that's part of you know when I look at creating a life on my terms um, creating passive income so I, I love that that's what you're doing for helping people to set up for themselves and, and generations to come. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's something that, you know, we have it all around us. Like people are aware that, you know, real estate is something that people invest in. However, they don't understand like how tangible it is and how attainable it is for most people. There's so many different ways and avenues and um, tools that you could use to help yourself. Uh, be able to afford the opportunity to do that. And it really is, you know, something that's going to continue to um, provide for you and your family for years. And people do it for as a career, you know, you can do it on the side, you can do it as a career, you can, 
you know, so many ways that you could um, take advantage of the opportunity. And why are you so passionate about, I mean, there's so many different ways to go with law, right? And, I, and you have your own firm doing this, as you said, a woman owned, but, but why real estate? Is there a little bit of a story behind that for you? Yeah, um, there is. So I didn't, I didn't know that I was going to be practicing real estate law. Um, when I, when I was in high school, when I finished high school, I found myself working in a mortgage company. So someone was like, Hey, our office is looking for someone. So I just started working in a mortgage company and that's how I kind of got introduced to the field. I worked for loan officers. I worked for, um, branch managers of mortgage companies and I was a loan processor at one point. Um, I worked for a bank for Greenpoint bank. And then um, I got to the point where I was like, not sure if this was the path I wanted to go. I couldn't like, I didn't have like the foresight to see like the potential for growth in it. And so I decided to, um, after I graduated from college, I decided to work for a venture finance company, which was interesting. And definitely um, in today's day and age, it's an interesting market, but I did not find it interesting at the time. (laughs) 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 So I to, I decided to go to law school because I kind of had it all in the back of my mind that I always wanted to be a lawyer and I said okay like kind of was like an, a little bit lost and like let's see if this is what I want to do so I went to law school and then um, I enjoyed it and when I got out I wasn't kind of sure like which direction I wanted to go you know and I ended up just falling back onto real estate because that's what I knew and I actually learned to really love it and enjoy it and as I as I um started practicing the area kind of opened up my eyes to all the possibilities that that there is. Yeah, so it's interesting that you went back to that high school that kind of planted a seed and then came back and now have your own firm and when you talk your eyes just light up about it now. So <laughs> I I love it. I love it. And I Sabine, so there's an interesting piece too that um I I want to hear more about which is so you have the the law side and focus on real estate, but I know that there's this spiritual side um, to you that is um, part of an integral to everything you do. And so can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So I actually, I grew up Catholic, so I didn't really, (laughs) I personally didn't really um, learn to have like a relationship with God you know, growing up in my faith, I I knew of God and I did reverence God. And I call it kind of always had like in the back of my mind, like, is this pleasing to God? You know, that type of thing. But I didn't really know much about that type of relationship. And then um, like around, how old was I? Probably like 28, I joined a Christian church. And when I joined the Christian church, it was sort of like a completely different experience for me where I really learned how to like connect with God and like experience God. And I felt like um, it was like something that was missing, you know, in my life that, you know, I felt like connected or like put back on the right path. And so I feel like that guides everything that I do, like every decision that I make, I kind of, you know, I feel like now I'm connected and guided by God in directions. And, you know, so in the, the 7L framework, mm-hmm. we talk about the first L in, in my framework is listen, right? Mm-hmm. And I know that means so many things to so many people. And, and for those out there, don't get mad at me, but, but I kind of consider myself a recovered or recovering Catholic, right? So <laughs> I, I, I get you on that note. And, 
for many of us, we're just kind of thrown into, this is what your religion is. And, yeah. and we have to figure out for ourselves what's right. And, um, you know, what is that or what isn't that? Right. And so, you know, that first L is all about listening. And I call it in the framework, your, your inner compass, that whatever that is, that when you're connected to that, when you're tuned into it, when you listen and pay attention, it helps guide you. Some people refer to that as God, right? Some call it your inner voice or your subconscious or your soul. Um, and so for you, it sounds like you call that God. And how can you say a little bit about um, just that, that listening part? I mean, what did you sort of hear? How did you kind of get to that place of going, oh yes, this, this feels right. You know, how did you know you were connected to that? Uh, so, it, I mean, it took kind of a while for me to figure it out. Um, but there was always something like underlying, like when I started my firm, it was very difficult. It's not easy, you know, starting a firm from scratch and like, you know, being young and being a new lawyer, all of those challenges. Mm -hmm. But I felt like within me that no matter what, you can't quit. Like you have to stick with this because this is the path. Like, and I didn't understand it. And I would say, God, why do you want me to do this? Like, this is not like making me happy right now because it's a struggle, you know? And so it was just always like, stick with it, stick with it, stick with it. And so that's what I listened to. And I learned that in not worrying and trying to like give God space, you know, kind of to like really speak to you and make things clear that I was able to understand, you know, what next steps to take or see him operating in things that I've done saying, oh, this thing that you learned back then is now giving you the tools that you need now, or, you know, or even you should have taken that opportunity then because it would have helped you now, you know what I'm saying? Those type of things. And so if you give sort of like the space to allow that inner, inner spirit to kind of speak to you, it will help you know, guide you, even if it's not the way that you think that you want to go. <laughs> right. And so this is, this is like, I love this because we're in the juiciness of this, right? So, so two questions that I have. So how do you trust that? So when you're in that place, like you said, oh my gosh, it is hard, right? Starting any business and being young and being new and all of that. So a, and you weren't, like you said, having fun. I mean, how did, <laughs> how did you trust that to, to, to know that you were supposed to stick with it? Like, I mean, and when people say, you know, I hear this thing. So a part of my goal with this podcast is to make some of these things that are abstract to try to make them more tangible for okay. people to get it. Right. So, so, I mean, is it literally hearing something? Is it just trusting like how did you know okay that's the thing that i that's the message i need to listen to i mean if you can i know it's hard to put into words but how did you know that that was what you were supposed to listen to so for me i think it was sort of like twofold like i learned from missing opportunities and then like remember i said how oh had i done this back then then that would have been useful for me right now so then i think back to what had stopped me from going in the direction that would have taken me to that place where I would have had some sort of skill set, you know, for now. And so I stopped fighting against things that felt like they were hard or scary. And when I stopped fighting against those things and kind of going for them, I would see the positive outcome. 
So then I would kind of learn from the experience and say, okay, so that's, that was God trying to push me in this direction. And then I listened and although it didn't feel good and it was scary, there was a good outcome. So this felt like it was right. That's, that's such an important, you said so many important things right there. So stop resisting. And I, you know, it's so funny, Sabine, I've, I've talked with so many people in the interviews and a number of them have said that, like they just, either they were like, no, no, I I don't want to go there because almost like either I know what that will mean. I mean, maybe it will be success. Maybe I'm afraid of that, or maybe, you know, putting myself on a bigger um, platform or whatever it is, they, they, there's resistance like mm-hmm. initially. And so what you're saying is like, you know, s- surrender. And actually somebody that I just recently interviewed used that word that just surrender and, you know, to it. So you kind of know when there's that push pull inside of you. Right. And so, so you let down and said, okay, I'm going to give into this and trust this. And right. so you, you, you're obviously very analytical. So you kind of looked at the patterns and saw. <laughs> analytical. <laughs> yeah, so when I, when I give into the, and I surrender, these things happen. So it's sort of surrendering and trust. Right. So and mm-hmm. you, another key word that you mentioned is space. Mm-hmm. And I talk about that so much on the show that we we're all like cramming so much in that mm-hmm. in order to listen, you do, you have to create space. Right. Yeah. And, and for me, it wasn't, it wasn't that I had all the right answers or all the tools. It kind of like, I fell into figuring it out, you know, like, like I was saying, if, if I had a moment where um, either I prayed and then I allowed for space, then all of a sudden that would get clarity, you know, and then it would take me a while to realize, Hey, if you just keep continue, you know, continue to create the space you'll get some clarity on what you're supposed to do so it's not it's not always perfect but you know it's it's about kind of trusting and and I don't believe that God or the the right source would give you um the wrong thing to do right so it's either you're gonna learn or (laughs) or it's gonna just be great you know what I mean either way it's right (laughs) and so when you talk about space uh-huh. how how do you create space so for someone who's listening saying well what does that really mean okay. to create space how how do you define that okay so for me it's just trying to be quiet and be present you know like people talk about um, meditation meditation and teaching meditation um, I'm kind of new to it so I don't you know I don't preach about it but um, I feel like that's what I was doing, not knowing what I was doing, not knowing that I was doing that, you know? So like, just sort of like being quiet and listening or not always having some sort of noise or um, attention or something that's taking your attention in the background. So in those little moments is when I found clarity. And, you know, now as things get busy and I get, you know, stressed, you know, I'm listening to people saying, no, you really need to like meditate, like, you know, how they, however they define um, meditation. And then that is a practice that helps you quiet the noise and find calm and peace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're, in, you're engrossed in that now, like you're, you're pra- trying to practice that more now. Yeah. I'm trying to practice it more now, but what I'm understanding um, is that in, in a, in a, on a smaller scale, more simpler scale, I was doing it without knowing. Yeah, just taking, and it's, it can just be sitting quietly, right? I mean, if people are really asking, well, what is it? It's 
quieting your mind. And I, I know for me, it just at the very base is, you know, if, if when you're sitting there and you try to be quiet and so then all of a sudden all these thoughts start coming, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, if you, if you come back and just focus on your breathing mm-hmm. is always the thing that, that I hear. If you just, if you just focus on your breathing, it's hard to do anything else. And right. that helps to really quiet your mind. And then it is, it's, it's amazing, right? The, yeah. the things that just sort of crystallize for you. Right. Right. And it's, and it's sometimes it's like, you wouldn't think because I don't hear like an audible God voice. I hear that people, some people do feel like they do, but for me, it's kind of like my own voice, but I know it's not me. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you also got to identify what that, what that um, message is for you, how that message comes to you and that you got to create the space for that. And so it here for you, it feels like it's internal and right. And some people, some people say, I mean, God is within us. We are God. I mean, it's, it's, there's so many different ways to define it, Mm -hmm. but I think we're all sort of saying the same, the same thing that if you get still and quiet and listen, Mm -hmm. um, things will reveal themselves. Right. Right. That's kind of the, if you, if you kind of distill it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so for you, um, when you think about some of those layers, right, that you have to peel back mm-hmm. when you were having that resistance, um, what was, what was that resistance do you think about for you, which I define as the, the third L or layers? What, what yeah. was that that you were resisting against? Uh, I think a little bit of about a little bit of what you said with um, fear of success, because I, I had like this inner struggle where um, I am drawn to do more, push myself out there, out there, do things that are like maybe not the average person would push themselves out there to do. At the same time, I feel shy and withdrawn. <laughs> like I, I really just want to like you know. Um, just hide, you know what I mean? Like I don't necessarily, so I have that inner struggle and I feel like that is because God wants me to do something greater. So he gives me that desire, but maybe me and my, on my personal level, maybe not necessarily want that. So I think it's the fear of success and the unknown and um, something that's calling me to something greater. <laughs> and, which, you know, is so ironic. I'm kind of shocked. And again, this is the first time we're talking and I would never have guessed that you were going to say that, you know, and if people think lawyer, attorney, she must be aggressive. She must be, you know, so confident and not, you know, to use the words shy or just more internal right. um, people wouldn't, people wouldn't think that. So I so appreciate yeah. you sharing that because well, I always say, you know, for myself, it's like, I go forward in spite of my fears. And I think sometimes people, they see you, you know, owner of your own law firm, this, that, and the other, and they make a lot of assumptions about your path, your journey, your confidence. And so just sharing that, Sabine, I think is so helpful to people watching this and listening because they're saying, okay, maybe I have those fears. It doesn't mean I shouldn't do it. Right. Right. And it's, 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 it's real because I almost feel like if I don't do it, then I get sad about not doing, like I have regrets about not doing it. So it's like a real, you know, battle there. And I'm sure people feel the same way. Like there are things they want to do. They're afraid to do it or, or shy or for whatever insecurities that 
exists, but then when they don't do it, they're still, they're still dealing with that inner turmoil. So it's, it's a real thing. And so you did. So, you know, to pull these L's together, I mean, you honed your listening skills, mm-hmm. you, you connected your passions and your values, it sounds like, right, to, um, to get clear on what you wanted, which was your own law firm in this area of real estate. There were layers then that you had to work through. Um, I mean, you know, all of what you just shared. And, and then you took a leap. I mean, you, you, you have left, I would say you've landed, (laughs) but I, I mean, is there anything you want to share about, even if you kind of, what it felt like to step out and put one foot in front of the other. And you mentioned at the beginning, I mean, you didn't have it all figured out. You just sort of started walking toward what called you. Mm -hmm. I mean, so say a little bit about, so the fourth L is leap. Um, sometimes it's not a huge leap. It's just a little, maybe just a toe in the water. Um, but as you walked toward this of creating your law firm or feeling like, oh my gosh, I have to do this in spite of my fears. What did, what did that feel like to do it? Yeah. Uh, well, thank you, Gwen, cause you are kind of helping me to paint a picture because I didn't really ever think of this whole path, like the way that you, that you're um, bringing it out. So thank you. Oh, thank you. Um, So for, for leaping, like you said, it it does sound like when you say leap, that it's like this big, huge, you know, jump that you're doing. But for me, it really did feel like insignificant. Like like every single day was kind of just like me trying to, you know, mull through and kind of make it through. And it didn't feel like there were, there were moments where it did feel very scary and big. And like, I talked about that struggle, but then there were other moments where it felt insignificant. But the thing to understand is that it's okay to have those little moments and to take things one day at a time, because, you know, after, what is it? 365 days, there's a lot that has been done. And so you're leaping in the process, even when you don't, realize it so every single step includes um or creates that big jump that is such an important message i mean yes to recap it's so true right people think uh, that it's okay you're just gonna do this big jump but most of us it's little steps and then we don't even we look up and we don't even realize how far we've come or what we've accomplished or and a lot of times don't even give ourselves credit or because we're look, waiting for that one big thing that we're going to check off and then <laughs> pop the champagne, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and so to kind of, you know, the, the next L, which is land, is that important piece of acknowledging the, the, the journey, the steps, the little, the little leaps along the way. And we have these little landings. And, and whether they are internal, you know, little understandings of ourselves and getting more courage or the physical, you know, getting your, your physical building, getting your clients. It's, it's both sides. And I mean, probably the internal is more, uh, more important, that internal journey, which everybody can't, can't see. But, and so when you've had little landings, um, which ties into, to learning, Uh I mean, what, what have been some of the biggest learnings for you in this journey when you go back to that I just picture this this woman going no don't make me don't make me, don't make me do it you know to having your own law firm I mean 
what is, what can you share with someone watching this who's saying, oh my gosh, I feel in that same place? Okay. I, so what I've learned along the way, you know, amongst the regrets and the, you know, the things that made me happy that I did, um, is that the scariest thing is the thing that you should do. So we, I know for myself, I tend, I tended to shy away from things that I felt were too challenging, but those are the things that one, I either regretted from not doing. And then the other times when I did do them, those were the biggest, um, sort of like accomplishments, the, the biggest, uh, things that I could look back on and really say, oh, wow, like, great. I did that, you know? So the scariest things are the things that you have to push towards. You have to push through to accomplish. And, you know, even if, you fail or have some stumbling blocks, it's okay. It's growing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, a gentleman that I interviewed, um, he said, if your dreams don't scare you, you're mm-hmm. not dreaming big enough. Okay. And <laughs> that's what I'm hearing. I thought of that when you, when you said that, mm-hmm. and there's some people listening to this going, Oh God, do I, <laughs> do, do, I, I <laughs> do I have to, do I have to? And so you're right. And sometimes, you know, and it's, I always say, and I want to know what this means to you, you know, the way I define living a life on your terms through the people that I've interviewed, there's this commonality that they're, they look at their values in life and they look at their passions. And when you marry those two, mm-hmm. it gives them their purpose. And because it's not just about the job, right? And so for me, um, if you'll indulge me for a second, I'll give you this example, and then I want to hear how you define it. Um, this past year, I was at this place, like a fork in the road. Of I'm four-term councilwoman, right? And I was thinking about running for mayor, um, which is a bigger commitment, or doing more work with my life on your terms and retreats and down in the Bahamas. So I was... One was giving me, was more about freedom. One was more committing to my community. Mm -hmm. And I was tortured, Sabine. I was like, I really want to do this one. And I want to do this one. (laughs) And they, you know, they were both scary, but it was, I literally looked and said, okay, what are my values? And I talked about freedom and flexibility and these things. So I, even though I really wanted, and maybe at some point I I will run for mayor or higher (laughs) office, the timing wasn't right right now. It wasn't just that I was afraid, but I really, I I was afraid of this other one jumping into the unknown. Mm -hmm. And so I I went back to my values and my passions and got clear and said, I'm going to let go of this one for now and pursue this, right? right? Because that's how I define a life on my terms. And so, and so I think, you know, getting clear on those things. And so for you, when you think about your life and what you've created, I mean, how do you define living a life on your terms? I think that that's great what you what you said, and and I definitely agree with that. Making sure that the thing that you're pushing toward still aligns with your values and your and your ultimate goals. And for me, uh, creating a life on my own terms is finding out where is the happiness, like what actually part of my life is making me happy, and trying to create more of that so like for for me and my firm that means to um not be afraid to expand in terms of bringing people on allowing myself to delegate things and so that I have more time and space to focus on the things that make me happy because that is the real 
um, that is, that's where the real value is. You know, it's not in the money or whatever it is. It's in, you know, what's making you happy. Like I have a six-year-old daughter. I want to spend time with her. I want to have quality time with her. So I have to build things that allow me to have my time. So I think that finding your happiness, like being honest with yourself and what makes you happy and creating, uh, creating a way to have more of that. Right. Because it's not just about our, our work. I mean, hopefully right. you're, we're all have the privilege of doing work that we're passionate about and that we love, right. but our, our life is more than just that. Like you said, your values are family. Uh-huh. Right? And when we live in alignment with those values, we do find happiness, right? right. That's where our happiness lies. So you're, so you work on that, finding that balance of your, your passion for law, your passion for family and trying to create a balance of those two. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's, that's, that's pretty much it. You know, you can't um, focus only um, on work or thinking. I think what I want to say is that you can't build your life for what, other people are going to perceive as you being happy, but it has to be really what actually is making you happy, you know? And so some people may see, you know, an attorney and think that success is, you know, working, 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 and, you know, building, building, and growing, growing, and making millions of dollars. But you can have a well-balanced life that includes being a professional and being a mom and being a wife and being, you know, any other thing that you want, you know, that you want to do. It doesn't have, you don't have to be a millionaire in every category, right? But all these things can be used uh, to design your life as long as they make you happy. That is like the gem right there, (laughs) Sabine, because it's, and so when I, the reason I called this podcast Life on Your Capitalized terms is and then that that second l which is right what i call love that looking at your your passions and your values Mm -hmm. and again your values because so many of us we're we're not we don't we haven't even taken inventory of our own values we're living our parents values or our friends values or society's values there's so many messages that we're inundated with about what is success Right. Right. And so, and we, if we're constantly chasing that external definition of what we think it is, it's like a mirage. You, you never actually get there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the scariest thing is to get where you think, uh, you know, where you reached a mark where you thought you were headed to and you find out it's not the happiness that you were expecting it to be. That's really scary. So it's, it's like critical really for us to evaluate you know, what, what, what is of value to us, you know? Yeah. If you, yeah, you get to that, you're a millionaire in whatever category and you go, oh my gosh, I'm not happy. I'm still not happy. Then what do you do? You know? And so if, if people can pause Mm -hmm. listen and pause and, and reassess, I mean, and it changes at different points in our life, you know, what we, what we value. Right. And why, why does that matter so much to you? I mean, was there a a time where you felt like you were chasing the external or did you have that experience of getting to a plateau that you thought you were supposed to arrive at and, and have a lesson from that? Absolutely. You know, I struggled with that because I, you know, when you're young, you don't, you're kind of like naive about a lot of things and, 
you know, I thought, okay, once I, you know, graduate college, I'll be happy. <laughs> once I, you know, you know, have like a full-time job, I'll be happy. You know, once I become a lawyer, I'm really going to be, it's going to be great. You know, once I have a nice car, I'll be happy or I have a house, I'll be happy. Like, it's not about those things. I mean, it's great for you to have goals and ambitions and have, you know, um, you know, a plan for yourself of where you're going, but you really have to, and, and it can't be in an external, in an external thing. It has to be an internal thing because everything outside is really not going to do it, you know? And so I, I had, I had that realization when I got to those places, those points that things are still missing, you know? So I had to focus on one, building my relationship with God and feeling fulfilled within, and then recognizing that the things that I, that were making me happy, I already had, you know, which was my family. That's so amazing. It's like coming back to, wait, I already had these things. I just had to kind of switch my mindset Change your and, and be present with them. You know, here you are, they're right in front of you and you might be looking at the next fancy car or the next bigger house and the things that truly brought you happiness were sitting right there. But if you're not present, you're missing out on all of that. So that's kind of when you got to those places, what inspired you to even pursue this internal journey? Yes, yes. Um, I think for me, it started, I, I read um, uh, the book by Eckhart Tolle, A New Earth. Yes. And so that's what started like my journey. I was, I was like my, my baby, baby step <laughs> into like this whole world of spirituality. And so it made me kind of realize or open my eyes to this whole being present like there's a whole realm that we're not living in you know we're just completely absent from it because we're always on to the next and it's so refreshing to be able to not worry about the next moment and just be here right now and it's truly it's amazing you said that i'm actually listening to the podcast series of a new earth right now and it's amazing first of all but it's it is a practice right it is a practice to continually bring yourself back to the present right and so it just it's not like you you're there and you're or you weren't right and so what does it feel like um sabine i i love this so <laughs> i i love that you you know you had the opportunity to experience those external things right of success right. um and so how do you feel now i mean sort of now that you've landed and like you're in this different place i mean what does it feel like to be able to marry um the internal and the external so to speak yeah well um it, it's almost like i i don't feel like i've arrived you know like i don't feel like i've landed i feel like i'm still a student and i'm still trying to you know figure this whole thing out because like you said um our happiness evolves a little bit you know as we as we grow and learn new things so I still feel like I'm trying to like pinpoint <laughs> you know that that right feeling but it, it's refreshing in the sense that I'm not so much worried about what's going to happen because I know like you know ultimately everything will be okay but I, I still feel like it's still sort of like a learning it's sort of like fluid you kind of just like you know have to be just okay with it and patient with it and allow yourself to just grow and evolve in whatever direction, you know, life takes you or your internal compass takes you. 
But I love it. You said internal compass. <laughs> Life under terms, power under inner compass. It's true. But I, as what I as I listen to you, what I feel is um, like a sense of relief. Like it's yeah. gonna be okay because now you you have these tools and this clarity. You're yeah. not just bouncing around on this journey. You even if you don't have all the answers, you've right. got like this, I want to say, it sounds kind of corny, but it, like almost like this superpower, like you've got your, <laughs> you know, you have your compass. And right. so it, it's, the rest doesn't really matter. You can kind of right. like rest easy is the feeling that, that I get. You'll figure yeah. it out. You don't have to have it all figured out right now. Yeah. I mean, and that's what it is. And it, it, it doesn't always feel like that in every moment. It's not always like I'm walking around like, yeah, follow la, it's all great. You know, I still have my moments of stress and, you know, need to seek out meditation and all that stuff. Um, but, you know, then I'm always brought back to the fact that, you know, it's going to be okay. But you had a moment. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> fine, you know? Yeah. We're still human, right? It's exactly. yeah. <laughs> still human and so and you're right and like when i describe this the 7l framework it's it's not linear it's not like through the l's and oh we've we've arrived right it's it's circular and you can actually be in a couple places you can be working through layers and leaping at the same time and listening the whole way through and the seventh l though it is level up so you know when you think about I mean, maybe that's an internal kind of, you know, what's next or an external or both. So when you think about kind of like just leveling up for you, just that next little, you know, piece notch up, mm -hmm. um, what is, what is that for you? So for me, well, the space that I find myself in, I am just trying to learn. Like, I just, I just feel like I just want to learn as much as I can, um, trying not to be afraid of going through things where I feel resistance from. So I would say within, you know, just the, even the, from the top of the year, I just been pushing myself to do things that I would normally not do or be afraid to shy away from. And if I'm feeling like it's aligning, like you said, you know, if I feel like it's, it's okay, is this the path I want to go? Okay. But I'm scared of it. Okay. Go anyway. <laughs> so it's that. And it's just, you know, just learning. I just want to, um, either know more spiritually and know more within my craft. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have two questions for you. You know, thinking of like someone like Eckhart Tolle, other spiritual teachings, when we talk about meditation, do you, but then also you're talking about God, right? Yeah. Is all of that for you, is that all the same thing? Mm -hmm. All one thing? Yeah, for me it is. I mean, I, when I read, um, I read A New Earth when, when Eckhart was on, um, Oprah like a little like a while ago <laughs> yeah um, and so I after that I became like a Christian you know and I heard somebody say like a friend of mine was asking should I read this book I hear it's like the anti-bible and I'm like no <laughs> like it's not <laughs> so when I read it to me it's like explaining exactly what you know kind of the teachings of, I mean, I don't want to get too deep, but like basically what the Bible teaches in terms of how Jesus was, like to me, it aligns for me. You know, my understanding is that it aligns for me. And so I don't see them as different. I, I get that not everybody calls it the same thing or doesn't recognize it at the same, as the same thing. But I also, in my opinion, don't think God really cares. You know? <laughs> exactly. It's all, you're just, it's all taking in information that right. you're learning and you apply in a way that, that right. works. 
headed in the right in the same direction. So for me, it, it aligns. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I just was cu- was curious about that. And what is what is the thing that you're most afraid of now? If you'll share, is there something that's looming out there that you're like, oh God, no, here, but here I go. Is it expanding your your practice or you know growing your real estate, your own business, or what? What's sort of the thing that's looming out there that that you want to kind of take on? Yeah, I mean, that that's exactly it, growing my practice, because in order for me to have more freedom, <laughs> you know, but still, you know, have the practice do well, I need to grow it. Yeah. And it's a scary place, you know, not knowing what's going to happen, you know, but I have to keep reminding myself that whatever it is, it's going to be fine, you know. You've been, you've been fine this far, right? So <laughs> if you look at history, you're going to be fine and you know, but yeah, it's, you, you almost know when that feeling creeps up. It's like, oh no, am I really going to have to do this? <laughs> yeah, I, I know, but it's also, it makes us feel alive, right? And it, you know that you're pursuing, you're living in alignment with your, with the things that you value in your life. Right. Is there anything else, Sabine, that, um, that you just want to share, you know, for others that may be a little bit early in this journey, or they're like, I, I think I hear something calling, or they know something's bubbling up, but they're just, you know, not sure if they want to listen or, <laughs> or what, to, what to do next. I mean, what would sort of be your, your advice? I mean, I, w- I would say to try it, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and really just try it because, we don't know what the right thing to do or the, or the right, um, right direction sometimes really, unless we try it. And sometimes the answer is not provided until you start making the move. You know what I mean? Until you find yourself um, at step two, you know, then you might have the tools to get you to step three. But if you're at step one, you're like, how am I going to get to step three? You probably don't have it yet but maybe you can get to step two, you know? So I would say, try it, whatever it is that you feel like is calling you and like really um, drawing you in. I would say, you know, try it. What's the worst that could happen? You'll fail. Okay. Now, you know, and you'll move on to the next or you'll, you'll, you know, go over that hurdle, you know? But I I love what you're saying. So basically don't, don't think too much in your head about the, 20 steps down the line. Right. Think about if you sort of have this vague calling to you, just take a step in that direction and, mm-hmm. and see what happens. Right. Yeah. That's all you need to worry about. You don't need yeah. to worry about 25 <laughs> steps. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I have so enjoyed talking with you this morning and right. I, if people awesome. want to, they, if they want real estate advice, legal advice or just to reach out to you to you know to to talk more about your journey how can they best reach you sure so they could go to my my business website which is franco-lawfirm.com or they could find me on instagram at sabine s-a-b-i-n-e underscore the purpose lawyer the purpose lawyer (laughs) (laughs) now they'll know the meaning behind that (laughs) Such a pleasure talking with you, Sabine. Thank you for being so open and sharing your journey. Absolutely. Anyone I can help, it's absolutely my pleasure. Thank you for having me, Glenn. 
Thanks for joining me on another episode of Life on Your Terms. I hope you'll follow me on LinkedIn, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, and visit the website loytinnercompass.com. I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear about where you are on your journey in the 7L framework and have a dialogue. So reach out. And in the meantime, I hope you have the courage to live life on your terms.